0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are we are fast moving through the book of book of Genesis where we're at the end of chapter two and looks like probably uh, hopefully today we will get to the end of uh, chapter two i hope uh, i hope you're having a good morning we and we're in a very uh, neat little section of genesis one of my favorite sections of the book of genesis as far as when a uh, man made when god made a woman i think that i think i think the wording and just the whole the whole idea of it is fabulous me being a man obviously i would think god making be something that would be wonderful and that being said uh, let's go. It's, it's Genesis chapter two, verses twenty-one and following. And remember, in in the v- verses from yesterday, if you remember from watching the verses yesterday, it was, God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. And the reason is the reason is that uh, man was made in the image of God, and that God exists in relationship. His very existence is a relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He exists in a communal relationship. And when God made man in the garden. He obviously made him made him for community. He made him for relationship and uh, with the great capacity for relationship. And remember, God brought all the animals and the birds of the air that he'd made. And he found nobody suitable for Adam because no one was like Adam. Just, just like when God made man the purpose of relationship. He did not make the other creatures for those, for that purpose, that intimate relationship that we talk about, but he did make the human for that. And remember in Genesis chapter one, when it talks about him making them, he made man. And then he says, male and female, did he make them? You need to understand that when we're using the word man, it's a it can be a gender specific term, but it also can be a gender neutral term. And when God made man, he made man male and female, and that's that's a neat way of looking at it, a neat way of understanding it, and actually the way it is. And so he said, it says when he found nobody suitable to, to be with him, he says, it says in verse 21, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Now, there's a reason for this, because God's not going to God's not going to do the same work of creating woman that he did for creating man. And uh, and 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 I want to just deal with this fairly quickly, but but there's a reason for that, and the reason for that is, is he could have quite easily, as God, he could have quite easily, he could have formed woman out of the dust of the ground just like he did with man. In fact, God's God, I'm sure he could have done that. That being said, it would not have been the same, been the same thing. He would have been doing, he would have been, he would have been doing the same action. To create woman, that he did man. And I'm going to break the news to you. Men and women are different. They are different. And uh, Time Magazine had a front page article back about 25 years ago that said men and women are different. That was from a scientist that they said men and women are different. And they are different. And the reason they're different is because when they were created or made in the garden, they were made differently. Now, there's a difference between sameness and equality. I'm not saying that men and women aren't equal. I'm just saying that men and women are different. There's a difference between a dollar bill and four quarters. They're not, they're equal. They both total up to one, one whole dollar, but four quarters is not the same as a dollar bill. It's not the same. It is equal, but not the same. If there's a difference between a five-gallon jug of the gasoline. There's a difference between a five-gallon container of gasoline and four and five five-gallon equal containers of gasoline. Now, are they the same? Are there containers that contain gasoline? Absolutely. But are they the same in that they're the exact same thing? No, they're absolutely not the exact same thing. And you can be equal and not the same. Obviously, uh, most of the people I run into they're a human being and i'm a human being now i am usually compared to most people that i run into a giant human being and many of the people i run into are tiny human beings and i see diane on here if you see me and diane standing together i am a giant and she is not a giant okay and so are we equal as human beings absolutely we're equal as human beings Are we the same human being? No, we're not. We're not the same. And we're not the same in so, so many ways. And so many times in the world, we want equality to be sameness. And equality and sameness, equality and sameness are not good. We don't want everybody to be the same. You do not want everybody to be the same. Why? Because the wonder and the wonderfulness of the world we live in, especially in relationships with other human beings, especially with relationships with other human beings is we're not all the same. One of the things because of the nature of the things that I deal with and handle in my in my life and in my job and 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 some of the just very deep struggling problems that I hang that I deal with, I could become very jaded and upset and just lump everybody in. We got the druggies, we got the people who don't care, we got this and that. I can start lumping everybody into these groups and making them the same in my mind but one of the cool things about people is people are well they just just wonderfully nuts most of the time and they're wonderfully different and how they deal with things is just wonderfully so even in the midst of some of the most deep painful things that you could possibly imagine i get to see the uniqueness of the human condition, the uniqueness of the individual people that I deal with. And it's humorous to me. It really is. It just makes me laugh a lot of times. A lot of times, in a very, in a very, well, serious, somber moment deep inside, I'm giggling. And the reason I'm giggling is because, because the person that we're dealing with is dealing with this issue in a way I would never imagine a human being dealing with it. And it makes me laugh and it makes me wonder about people and it makes me wonder how God formed that person differently. Now, are they a human being like I'm a human being? Yeah, yeah, they're a human being like I'm a human being. We're all both humans, equally human, equally with all the rights that come with a human. Are they the same as me? No, because their view of life is totally different than my view of life in that situation and that doesn't mean that i'm necessarily right or wrong it just mean, it just means that they're different and difference is what makes what makes the wonderfulness of relationship even more and greater we want to have the wonder of relationships we want to have the beauty of relationships and we don't want people to be all the same. And so when God formed woman from the from the man, he did not form woman the same way. Women are different than men. And each individual woman is different than the other ones. And each individual man is different than the other ones. And and the way God made women is different and in many ways wonderfully different. How did God make man? He formed man out of the dust of the ground. And the word for form is the word that is used to kind of like form a pot, making a pot or making a pot, that spinning wheel where you just fashion, you kind of fashion it or form it. You just form it up. But really the condition, the whatever you're making, using to make that is exactly the same. That's the idea. Man is from the dust of the ground and to the dust he shall return. That's, what, that's the idea of how God made man physically in the garden. Now, remember, he he breathed into him the breath of life, and then it became a living soul. But he made him from the dust of the ground. It says, what did God do with woman? He caused man to fall into a deep sleep, and he slept, it says. And he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Now, it's interesting, all the words that are used here, if you knew the Hebrew, you'd see how really interesting it is. He uses the word for rib, but really that word means, it means a slats or, or tenders in the building of a house. It's the word for, it's the word for if you were building a wall with slats rather than with mud and sheetrock. It's the idea of in fact, my the house that I use as my office has slats behind the walls. It's the idea of the sideboards of a ship. It's the ribs, and the word really literally means slats or tenders or sideboards. And so what did he take? He took the sideboard of a man. he took the the rib of a man and he closed up the flesh in its place and then the he says, and then the rib which God had taken from the man. He made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. But now this word for made is a different word. It's the word, it literally means to build or to actually to create, to work with, to make, make into something a little bit. I hate to say this, but if you take it from the building perspective, he took just a piece of material, and then he built something unique and different. And so from the, and when I say I hate it, I don't hate it, I actually like it. He he actually took the rib of a man and he made something wonderfully and as well as I do, you like that. Because if you're watching Facebook or some of the other things that we watch or some of the other social media, and you see somebody working, you they speed them up real fast, but they're building something, and you get mesmerized by it because they're building something out of what you would not expect them to be able to build it out of, and then by the end, they made something just unbelievable from from basically paper clips and buttons, or they just ain't no telling what they're liable. people are amazing in their ability to see how to use something like that. It amazes me because I have no ability to do that at all. I have no, I'm not gifted in that area, not in the least bit. And so it's always wonder, it's always wonder-filled for me to see somebody moving real fast and using all these things that I know I have all around me and would have never imagined to put them together the way they put them together. That's a similar idea to what God did here. He took the rib of a man and he built... A woman. Whereas he just took the mud of the ground and fashioned man. He took man's rib and built a woman. And and there's a little bit more in in the Hebrew words. There's a little bit of an idea of a little bit more work and thought and beauty in it. It's the idea of making something beautiful out of the very base or coarse things or the nothing things. And so he says, and Adam said. Uh, when And then notice what he did. And he, meaning God, the name, the Lord God, brought, brought her to the man. And notice man is Adam. Oh, remember that word Adam and man are the same word here. And it, so he said he brought her to Adam. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she comes from man. She was taken out of man. Notice he's saying, she's not, she's different from me, she, but she is, she's like me. She's, she comes from man. And, and literally that means in the Hebrew, it's because she's a female, she's a female man. And I'm a male man. And we under, not a male man in the sense of delivering the male. I'm a male man in the, anyway, we're in Genesis chapter one. God said he made man in his own image. Male and female did he make them? Adam is saying, "Wow, you have made a woman, and you didn't just make her. you built her from me. She came from me, so she's not a separate creature that was made differently. she's not a separate creature that's made different. She was made from me, and so she is a female me she's a female man, and I am a male man, like I said, not the delivering the mail mailman he says therefore a man notice notice then there's a decree here therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh what he's saying is what he's saying is that woman and man were made for intimate relationship not just relationship they were made for intimate relationship they were made to be together as one, they were made to be close and personal with each other. They were made to know each other. They were made different and yet uniquely fit together perfectly as as people or as uh, mankind. And so he says, and so he says, when a man gets a woman, when a man loves a woman, that, uh, that whole thing, you know what I'm talking about? When that happens what is he going to do? This is very painful for mothers. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Very painful for mothers of men, because all you mothers of men who have who got grown men as sons today, okay? All you mothers of men, as well as I do, unless you raised a mama's boy, don't raise a mama's boy, okay? Do not do that. That's not good for your for your son's wife. Unless you raised a mama's boy, he's just going to abandon you and just be all he cares about is that, that little girl that keep be picked out. I know how you feel about that. I know how you feel about that, because I've done seen you acting that way. And uh, how it works out for you. And so it's the truth. And this is a spiritual principle. And so don't get all upset about it. It's just the way God made it to be. What did man what did Adam say? He said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother. It's our it's what we do. We detach from our father and mother. Doesn't mean we don't honor them. Don't mean we don't respect them. Don't mean we don't love them. But we're going to chase after that wife. We're going to chase after that woman you've put us with. And that's that happens. And if it don't happen, it's wrong. And in my marriage counseling, I tell the man, you can't let mama and daddy make the decisions for your family because your wife's not going to like that a bit okay not gonna let a bit why because y'all are supposed to be one flesh y'all supposed to be one with each other and that means y'all got to come in and form this unique relationship this unique bonding of you two together you can't do that and continue to let your mom and daddy make all the decisions for you you got to get autonomous from them meaning you don't need to always be dependent on them and you need to put yourself in a position where uh where you can make decisions not because someone is forcing you to, together you can make decisions about life, and that's how life is lived together best, and that's the only way to do it because God made us that way. God made man. Now, now is, does it say a woman's to leave her mother? No. And now that we got cell phones, well, they ain't no leaving. They ain't no leaving the mama because my wife talked to her mama every day, every day till the day Miss Patsy died. She talked to her every day. And I talk to my daughters probably once a week or so, maybe, maybe unique weeks. it will be two or three. I talk to them. We don't have hour long conversations. They don't want to talk to me that long. And I'm a man and I just can't talk that long or I can talk that long, but I don't want to. And, but now they talk every day and they may talk 30, 45 minutes almost every day. They talk to their mama. Why? Because it didn't say that a woman's to leave her mother. It says, a man's to leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And notice, they were both naked. Now, this is a little uncomfortable passage here, just letting you know. I'm having a little fun this morning. I don't know if y'all noticed that. He says, and they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. The reason they would have been ashamed is because nakedness, when it meets up with sin, is shameful, okay? In Scripture, n- nudity after the Garden of Eden is a picture of sin. Okay. It's a it's symbolic of sin because you are laid bare. And if you're laid, when you're laid before God and you're sinful, then your sin is easily seen. It's easily known. But when you're not sinful, you have no reason for shame. There's no shame at all. And now for me, still shame, even if I wasn't sinful, but much shame, probably 70, 80 pounds of shame. Anyway, but, but, from, that's a joke. It was funny. It was. I and he says they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. That's a great passage of scripture. You got to admit that there's just it's just chock full of good stuff, and it's and it's got some great insight as to how things are. Women are women are if a man's a truck, a woman's a Maserati. She was well built and well fashioned from the ribs of a man and made a whole lot better than the man actually was. If a man's a hammer, a woman's a hundred piece skill saw. If or i guess the illustration would be better if man's a handsaw woman's a 100 piece skill saw set if man's a wrench woman's a 1000 piece socket set they were made for man made a lot better than man more beautiful than man more capable of relationship than man and and better at relationship than man and they were made uniquely different from man but equal to man and none of them are the same And no man's the same. We're all uniquely different, made in the image of God, but made to glorify God uniquely different. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.